The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Blessings, everyone. This is Amorakai, and welcome back to Superpowers of the Soul. You know, this show is all about sharing inspired personal development information and having uplifting conversations that really come from love that serve to fuel, you know, your journey as you step further along that path of self-discovery. And I am just ridiculously, I would say, yeah, ridiculously excited that we get to do all of that and more today with our very own superpower expert, Kristen Maxwell, who's going to be joining us today, yay, to talk about, yay, (laughs) to talk about mastering subconscious beliefs. And Kristen, I'm sure you know her, you love her, I love her. She's the host of the show, Your Superpowered Mind here on the network. She's also a superpower experts coach. And one of the many things I love most about her is she uses the the analytical skills she honed as a litigation attorney. And she brings that into this space to really dig deep, to identify precise, actionable strategies that really lead to lasting change. And she makes it so digestible. She's absolutely brilliant. And I love so much about her, uh, but I have to say it's it's the way she walks in such authentic courage that I think I love the most. I find it so inspiring and and it gives me such permission, you know, to do the same. And of course, how she breaks things down into those easy, actionable steps that are super easy to understand and enjoy the results from. I mean, that is why I'm so extra excited that she is with us here today. So Kristen, welcome. I'm so stoked that you're here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here too. And I'm going to, I'm going to rewind that intro and listen to it a couple of times. I yeah. <laughs> the way you oh. describe me, I like it. Oh, honey, you make it so easy. It's just so easy. I am so looking forward to this conversation. Uh, mastering subconscious beliefs. You know, I've heard you speak passionately about this in other places. That word was passionately, by the way. I think it skipped a, a tongue placement there. But just briefly, you know, where does that passion come from? Why are you so passionate about this particular subject? You know, it's, it's I think I, I just recently said this to you. There's a reason I got into this work. Um, I love to take a situation And this is why I actually really liked litigation. You take a situation, you pull it apart, and you say, okay, what happened here? What are all the factors that came together to cause this situation? And I love doing that. But then I realized I'm not actually helping people that much. (laughs) I I am because I'm bringing brevity, you know, to these difficult situations, and I'm really trying to come to what can be a fair truth. Um, You know, if you say there's a truth, but what I've discovered is that I also love to do that with people who are uh, in pain because we get inside of our heads and we drive ourselves flipping bananas, (laughs) bananas. And some of us more than others Um, And I was definitely one of those people. So I started on this path to try to unwind it for myself. 
And then it's just a continued passion that I have of how do I help people get out of their own way so they can feel happy and peaceful and show up the way they want to be. So that's why I do it. And then I had kids and then can I teach them this? Of course, they don't listen, but you know. (laughs) But it's in the field, it's in the space, it's in the environment. And it's amazing. I love, I love what you're saying there. And I relate so deeply, especially that being, I would say trapped, you know, that real feeling of being trapped in the mind, by the mind, all throughout the mind. And I am, (laughs) I'm so excited for anything that offers keys to freedom and, you know, um, specific steps where we feel empowered towards our own happiness. I mean, that just lights me up. I can't wait to just dive into all of this with you. Why don't we go ahead now, take a short break so that we don't have to interrupt the flow because I can't wait to learn everything you got to share, really. Just before we do, where's the best place for people to go connect with you? There are a couple different places. You can um, go and find your superpoweredmind.com. That is where um, links to the podcast. And also just go straight to superpowerexperts.com and see some of the uh, community we've got created there and programs because we're a group of coaches who all have um, and people who have very different energies and approaches to helping people heal and get out of their way. Um, and so it's really fun to be there and, and guide people all along the road there. Mm, it is. It's a super fun space. It's so safe. It's so beautiful. It's really lovely. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we're going to be right back to get deep into mastering subconscious beliefs with Kristen Maxwell in just a moment. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amora Kai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Kristen Maxwell about mastering subconscious beliefs. So, Kristen, why don't we start with a little bit of definition? Can you share a little bit about what a subconscious belief even is? What kind of impact they have on our life experiences and maybe how? Sure. And this will be a very non-technical description. Mm -hmm. I just try to make it as simple as possible. Essentially, (laughs) we have parts of our brain, the conscious mind, which is the part of us that says, I want to do this. I want to feel this way. I'm going to achieve this. And then we have the unconscious part of our mind, the subconscious, which is about that people say 85 to 95% of our brain which is in the background, which is a compilation of every experience and thought and emotion and trauma and conclusion that we've ever drawn in our life from when from times when we were unable to process what they meant to process the emotions that came up. And so 
what happens is, and everybody can understand this, they say, I want to do this. I want to be this way. And then they, they're good for about, you know, a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then they stop behaving the way they want to, and they don't understand why. Mm-hmm. And that's your subconscious coming <laughs> up. And there are beliefs and things from the background that are just that are powering you without you even knowing it. Mm. That is so frustrating. I, I don't know of one person that can't relate to making a conscious decision to move forward in this direction, and do this thing and have this thing and, and be this thing and learn this thing. And it's true an hour, a day, a week. And then it's like a snapback. It's like, you just, there's something invisible there, but very real that you can't seem to power through. And maybe it's better to say power through consciously. Yes. Yes. Mm. And and power through. And so people get very frustrated with themselves and, or if they even aware what's going on, you know, I Mm. I think about these things, you think about these things a lot more than most people do, Mm. but instead there's just sort of this sense that, you know, I'm not doing things right. There's something wrong with me you know, the world isn't right and nothing's ever going to work out. And sort of just the sense of discouragement or frustration or insecurity and behaviors that just don't necessarily make sense. So that's a great point. What are some of the ways someone who is really, you know, (laughs) not a a well-versed in this area, I was going to say, you know, I'm a little bit of a geek in this area. I love studying this stuff and I've been immersed in it for a long time, but that's not everybody's experience. And so for anybody, what are some of the things, what are some of the signs that we can start to go, oh, you know, um, looking at my subconscious, understanding that that's what's at play. What do we look for in our thought patterns or our bodies or anywhere else? What are some of the, the easiest signs I would say to recognize? What do you think? Well, I I think it's just really, it can come up in any sort of way where you're just not feeling um, at peace. You know, it is noticing, you know, I work with lots and lots of people who have goals, who are really trying to move towards goals and they know what to do and they can't get themselves to do it. So it's, it's people unable to take action. It's people procrastinating, it's going into complete and total overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Like I can't make a decision and, and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a key. It's like, I, it's like watching something, you know, happening. It's you, but it's almost like you're observing yourself not being able to do this thing or take this action that you know you want to, you know, will help you. You consciously know uh, you want to move towards. It's almost like being frozen. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm just bringing it out to a different way as I had um, anxiety, really terrible anxiety my whole life um, for decades around losing people around death. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my life was great in every way. And yet I could not stop being anxious. No matter what I did, there was always that anxiety in the background. And so it was, um, you know, a process of learning 
that I had some events that happened to me a long time ago that I wasn't really aware of, of discovering that I'd made some conclusions about myself and about the world um, based on those events that were still living in me, even though my, my external world did not reflect any of that at all. I can really relate to that. I experienced something very similar myself and it's like my, it it came out through the body through those, for me, it was anxiety. And also I would say depression. There was this heaviness, this numbness that presented a lot Mm. and it would sort of go into, I would call it a crazy eight pattern. You know, when the, the depressed side got too heavy to function in would come the anxiety and it didn't feel as good, but compared to that heaviness of depression, there was some energy there, right? There was some movement, even if it was stress. And I would vacillate between that for a long time um, before I discovered very much what you're saying, that I had made these conclusions uh, based on life happenings and experiences where I wasn't old enough or mature enough or had support enough or whatever it was to process, to attend to. And there was still this underlying current of reaction going on, even when things around me were just fine. Yes. And so would you say that those conclusions are, are equal to subconscious beliefs? Like that's what they sort of turn into are these beliefs about ourselves or about life or what have you that are secretly going on in the background, kind of like a tape overlaid on what we think we're seeing in the present how we think we are responding or maybe should be responding or could be responding, but somehow just can't. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, even just using my example, but just because I I'm using it because I have been in my head, obviously for so long, mm-hmm. um, there was a piece of me, you know, I'd been in, I was in the hospital for um, a while when I was young at a time when they, you know, they would not let parents in. And what I realized through doing, you know, a lot of work with my subconscious is I sort of had, I concluded that you can never relax because no matter, no matter how good things are, it can all be taken away from you in an instant. Mm. The people can disappear, which is literally what happened. Okay. And then there's a piece of people who are like, well, did that really happen? And it almost doesn't matter because the way I look at it is when you're doing this work, if you start to get an image in your head about what happened and how you interpreted it, that is the truth for you and your system. Yep. Whether or not, and I trust that the big pictures come up are going to give you something to learn and to figure out. And for some reason, that when I finally got to that recognition, I could then deal with that part of that. And so let's talk about that. That's so important because I feel like there are so many external solutions. And I find that I know for myself and my experience and for, uh, for many of my clients, they and we spend so much time looking outside for that cure, that fix, that tool, that book, that knowledge, that system, that whatever, mm-hmm. right? That's going to make us do the thing we want to do rather than it doesn't matter the system so much, you know, the, the goal, right? The steps towards mm-hmm. your goal, whatever that is. If you have this internal system that is really 
empowering you subconsciously and not allowing that movement, that's where we need to look. And so what does it look like to work with that specifically when you go through this process of identifying these beliefs? How do you work with it? How do you free yourself from that? How do you shift it? Yes. And the thing is, is I wish I could say that it was really simple and fast. Um, And sometimes it is. Sometimes when you're doing work, sorry, and I'll get more into the specifics, you can have a realization and an aha and a clearing that that does your, your reality just shifts right there, running there. But it's a process I've found of really working um, when you really want to get rid of long-held beliefs. It's a process of looking at a few different levels, of looking at your head and the beliefs that you're, you're consciously thinking and challenging them because it does help to go through that process because there's, you'll find that there are so many beliefs that you had no idea you even had. Then it's a process of really dropping into the body and into the energy of your body and recognizing and acknowledging um, the energy that you're carrying around emotions, whether you want to or not. So I, for example, even though, you know, I've never felt safe. So no matter what was going on around me, I had the energy of fear constantly in me. So it's, going in, dropping in, becoming very aware of that energy, working with that energy specifically, and then working, doing exercises. Um, and there, there's some really cool things out there now where you can start to work with the subconscious level of the mind. And it's everything from, you know, EFT and tapping to psyche um, and brain balancing exercises like summit transformation and hypnosis to get you to a different state. So there we go. That's a lot of different levels without actually saying what to do, (laughs) but where do you want to go with that? (laughs) Oh, it's so brilliant. I want to go everywhere. Let's start here. So, well, first of all, I love the idea. We'll just touch base briefly because the head and coming face to face in awareness with what you're consciously thinking and challenging them. I remember distinctly this one moment in time when I finally recognized that I was not my thoughts, that I didn't actually have to obey my thoughts, believe my thoughts, that when I shifted thoughts, I felt different. Things inside of me started changing. Challenging them, I think, is brilliant, even just empowering someone with that idea that that is not only possible, but beneficial. Do you find yeah. that that's, yeah, that that's true? It is. And okay, that, that's the silly story. And this is embarrassing, but like <laughs> where I really started to get that mm-hmm. was with this idea that there are all these events happening in the world. And just because there's something that our society might say is bad, mm-hmm. you don't have to think it's bad and react as if it's terrible. So for example, where it really, it's all, it really is almost embarrassing, is the idea of getting stuck in traffic. Right. You know, at a traffic light. And the thought that, okay, somebody in one car is stuck and they're like, gosh darn it, I need to get there. And they're so mad and this is so lame. And where is everybody on the road? Where the person in the next car is like, 
okay, so this is slowing me down and I might not get there on time, but it's nice to have the time to sit in the car. Like it never occurred to me to not be mad at traffic. (laughs) (laughs) I so get that. Oh, that's so funny. It's so lame, but it's true. It's true. It's true. And I think that, you know, to your point, the key thing that you said there for me is I didn't think I had the choice not to be mad, not to react, to experience this a different way. Look, sitting in the car is the thing that's not going to change. Being stuck inside the vehicle at that moment in time for however long is a thing that appears to be out of your immediate control. How you experience that event is perhaps not as outside of your control as we may have been led to believe or thought our whole lives. Yes. And there's more layers to that because really what I went to when I really got that is I started saying, okay, this isn't maybe might need might not be what I would have picked the situation. Sure. Okay. Maybe this isn't what I would have picked, but what are the different ways I can react to it? And which one do I want to be? Do I want to be the one that's whining and complaining and unhappy or I do want to, I want to be the person who can be a little bit zen. And people who know me will laugh because the last thing I ever am is zen. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I got you. I got you. Okay, brilliant. And, and so- mm-hmm. also beyond that, this is also where some of your subconscious stuff can be coming up. Right? So. Because, well, because some people like it might be easy for me because I don't have a lot of anger and I don't have all these things in my past to be right. like, ah. Okay, you know it's okay mm-hmm. if I sit in a car, but mm-hmm. and I'm stuck. But if you you're somebody who's you're like I can never waste time. I need to be using every single moment, and you know, and if I'm ever late, it's a sign that I'm a complete and total failure, and I'm going to be rejected, and it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be really hard to be Zen. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, and so. Let's go to the next layer. Where do you go from there? You talked about, I know that you talked about techniques, but before that, let's talk a little bit more about dropping into the body because I feel like mm, that's a key, key, key part of all of this that isn't maybe as well known or practiced as far as why, like, why do we do that? What is dropping into the energy of the body about? Let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah. So again, the way that I, think about it is we're in our heads. So for example, if there's something and you're like, I'm getting so frustrated or I'm so anxious or something, we just go in our heads and we go round and round and round and round. And you're thinking the same thoughts and you might be trying to talk yourself out of it. Like, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. And it, you, you know, that helps you for about 20 seconds till you forget. And then you start <laughs> feeling that again. Uh, mm-hmm. And the way to stop that is to recognize that all of the emotions we feel show up as sensations in our body. And some people are shut off from their body. So there's a way of, you know, needing to learn to feel safe in your body, but recognizing that, Oh, in this moment, I'm feeling anger and it's showing up as constriction in my chest. You know, it's like pressure and it, and you can sit there and what you can do when you can just drop out of your head and start to pay attention to the energy of the emotion in your body. 
is essentially you're giving your nervous system a chance to recognize it and process it. Because you're getting sort of this emotional response from all the times you've had in the past. So you've been primed to respond in exactly this way. Because maybe there were times in the past where you felt helpless and trapped and you couldn't do anything about it. And so you didn't know what to do with the emotions. So here you're stuck in traffic. You feel helpless and trapped. You can drop into your body and say, ah, I feel that, you know, and it's in my chest and I'm going to just be with it. And when you do that, your brain and your body start to process the energy the way you wish it could have when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I, I strongly feel like emphasizing the last part is most important because we are really well trained in doing. And sometimes we have a hard time, I, I think, understanding that observing something, identifying something and being with it which is akin to allowing it to be there within our observation of it, right? Holding that, uh, I call it a compassionate container for that. That automatically starts that process that you're talking about without you having to, you know, write a top 10 list or, or do a funky dance move necessarily, right? There's no, right. There, there's no procedure to then follow to check a list as done. It's a process of being with something in that space of observation that I think would be so helpful you know, I know it was so helpful for me to understand that that was the doing because mm-hmm. I was always a one step ahead. Okay, now what? Okay, now what? So trained to do, so trained yes. to force, right? And yeah. so, yeah, I think that's And I want to actually, so, uh, so this is the thing. You've always, you know, if you're worried about something, people say, well, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Let it go. It's not a big deal. And you're like, are you kidding me? If I could do that, I would do that. So when we talk about you can choose your response to something, yeah, sometimes you can. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes it doesn't matter. You're in a situation and it really makes you feel bad. And then the key because then you can't force yourself and then go into the spiral of beating yourself up because I should be able to calm myself down and just be fine in this situation. The key then is to say, okay, so this is making me really angry or sad or afraid. And so I'm going to recognize that and I'm going to feel it. And I'm, but I'm not going to get lost again in the thoughts about what it means and why it's there and what's wrong with me and what's wrong with the world. I'm just going to be with the fact that, boy, right now I feel scared and it's right in my, you know, my throat. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I this, We talk about it all the time in various spaces here. Um, but it's like you, you, no matter how hard you try, you just can't think your way out of an emotion or an emotional um, happening. Right. So again, it's that permission to be that permission to feel, and you'll probably love this. I I love what you're saying about, you know, yeah, sometimes you do get the choice to respond and sometimes you really don't, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it just happens. And so when I talk about that and like, we talk about reaction and response and everybody then of course wants to be in the control of the response, but how do you respond to your reaction? 
right? It does, we, we don't always choose. We don't always um, get to respond. Sometimes we do go into reaction. Sometimes we, we, we can't in the moment. I think that's so important to know because, um, I don't know, it, it's almost like that black and white thinking where you start to feel bad about yourself again and go into this spiral of, oh, now I didn't respond properly and what's the use? And then all those other thoughts attached to yes. <laughs> our beliefs come up, right? Yes, exactly. I yeah, I totally get that. Okay. So I love how clear and how actionable all of this is. I mean, how do we know that there's some subconscious beliefs at play here going on. Well, if we find ourselves consciously wanting to move towards a goal and in various states of inability to make decisions, I think you said unable to take action towards it, procrastination, thinking those thoughts, when it really doesn't make sense, you know, that's a really good indication. And then as we move through, really starting in the head, in the conscious head, challenging the thoughts that come up that we are conscious of, really dropping into the body, being aware of what we're feeling and where in the body as a way of being able to sit with it. I mean, for me, it's it's a lot easier to say, oh, anger and my heart, my chest, my throat is tight than just this sort of idea of anger out in the field. That really yes. helps me be with it. And so I also love the the choosing your experience, right? It's um, I always talk about power versus control. Maybe you don't have control. You're stuck in a car. It's a traffic jam. Maybe that's true. But you do have power in what you choose to do in that moment. And even if it's that have a reaction and, and move through that reaction and then do all any and all these things, sometimes what you experience in that moment, um, you do have a lot of choice in and you can have more and more. And so from that amazing foundation, what are some of the extra supportive techniques? Like you mentioned, a whole slew of them. Holy moly, it's amazing. And um, these exercises that are now available to work more directly with the subconscious. You mentioned DFT, Psych K, hypnosis, all kinds of things. What are they all really doing? Do they all have something in common? Well, what they're doing is they're all inviting you to get into um, a part of your brain and to have the thoughts and the feelings and these visions that you just do not have available to you while you're necessarily sitting there day to day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing that's super interesting about people is, and is that, you can have completely contradictory pieces. You can, on the one hand, be extremely confident in yourself and at the same time, have a voice inside of you that says, oh my gosh, I'm never good enough. Nothing I do is ever good enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you start getting people who, um, you know, they're like, why am I not going forward? And taking the actions to put myself out there, you know, in my job and my business and all of that stuff, because I really do know that I'm good. And so really what you want to do is because if there is this voice and this emotion in you, until you recognize it in, in some way and speak to it and or experience it in your body, it's going to stay in there. Mm 
And it's through looking at it and speaking to it and experiencing it, not in a like re-experiencing all the trauma way, but of bringing it into your consciousness and then having you know techniques that help guide you through it, you can then let it go. And it stops having that power over you. Beautiful. Do you have a, a favorite? The one that I love to do and that I, um, that I work with a lot of my clients is I do a lot of tapping. It's also called EFT. And it's one of those things mm-hmm. that you can, you know, go online and YouTubes. And there's lots and lots of videos um, that talk about it. And what I love about it, and of course, if you're going to deal with real trauma, you don't want to be doing this by yourself, okay? <laughs> I mean, because it is something to be guided through. But for lots of little things, yeah. because what it does is our body is we have, we're electrical connections. You know, our, our body is having constantly sending messages. And for in lots of situations, we have learned to go our nervous system to go into fight, flight, or freeze in response to different situations and in response to different thoughts. And we are doing this all the time, whether we're realizing it or not. And what tapping does is it, you know, again, a very non-technical description mm-hmm. is it breaks that electrical connection between your nervous system's fight, fright, flight, or freeze response and your brain so that you can be thinking these things and having memories without going into the full-on nervous system response. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to start to um, process those memories and make different connections and have ahas that you're not able to have when your nervous system is is in, you know, is reacting really strongly. Mm, that's so empowering. And I love that you're speaking to the different levels of support too. There's lots we can do on our own. There's lots we can do for ourselves and get support, right? I mean, really, I love that there is a way to work with this that takes into account not wanting to relive, right? Not wanting to re-experience. There's a difference definitely yes. that works. So, oh, thank you for speaking to that. Okay. I know we're, we're, we're going to wrap things up pretty soon here. I could talk to you all day. I just adore you. But I have one question yes. that I'm just so personally curious about because I know, you know, you do a lot of this work in the world and you work with a lot of people and you're brilliant. And I'm just wondering, in your experience of people, do you notice any like common big fear or myth? about working with our subconscious beliefs? Do you notice any that come up a lot from people that people have about working with their subconscious or beliefs well, in general? The, the one thing that I see, and I always have to spend a lot of time, you know, speaking to and setting the stage is mm. there are emotions and thoughts and beliefs that are going to come up that part of you is not going to believe, you know, it's, you're speaking, like I said before, you can be 98% confidence, but if you have a 2% piece that's screaming in the background, like I'm terrified, mm-hmm. you're going to, going through the process, we're going to speak to that voice. We're going to voice those fears. 
And people, they like to stay in their rational mind and be like, well, I don't really believe that. And, you know, that's kind of irrational and, and all of that. And just sort of saying, you know, that's okay. This is a piece of you. It's not you. It's a part that needs to be, you know, processed and integrated and just looked at and experienced, and then you can let it go. So I'm not sure that's exactly what you were asking, but that that is one thing is just because you say I can't do anything and I'm terrified doesn't mean you really believe I can't do anything and I'm terrified and I'm going <laughs> to sit in my room for the rest of my life. Right? Right. right. I love that. <laughs> it's this piece of you. And it's hard yeah. sometimes to be, say, you know, and you're going through these things and you're like, this happened and I was such a loser. You know, you can find that you sometimes have such a critical voice yeah. of yourself, such a strong inner critic. And so voicing it feels a little bit like, oh, I'm going to create it to happen. But no, we're voicing it so we can look at it. And while you're tapping, you start to say, oh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I can feel that's not true. Mm. I love that distinction. And I think it's incredibly important and powerful because I really see that fear actually holding people back from otherwise experiencing incredible freedom through work like this. Mm-hmm. So thank you for speaking to it. I think it's incredibly important. Really. Thank you. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. You are just the best. Any final thoughts you want to share before we wrap up today? Um, no, but I'm just to encourage people that if there are things going on, mm-hmm. you know, where they're just not feeling good, that one of the best things you can do is just start to name the emotion, even if you can't name it, it's just like, oh, I've got pressure in my chest, and just sit with it, just doing that, you're starting to free yourself, and it's like an onion, you know, mm-hmm. you one layer of energy away, mm-hmm. and then move on. So it really, it doesn't take that long to do it's it's just a process of really putting your attention to it Mm -hmm. like with anything what you focus on grows and if you focus on this you put your attention on it Uh, it doesn't take that long actually some takes longer than others for sure but I think that would be the other myth I would I would bust is that it's going to take forever and whether it feels like it or not it's it's amazing Uh, in my personal experience and from what I've seen the the effect of just a little bit of effort seems to have really big rewards, returns. Like, I don't know in your experience, but in mine, it very, very deeply, um, deeply positive experience all around. And we sort of stop thinking about the time so much. And the experience itself, in some, uh, some ways, in some places, actually becomes quite enjoyable in and of itself. Yeah, because you're living and you're recognizing where you are <laughs> right in that moment. Yeah. You become present. It's a form of mindfulness, actually, that, oh, brings, yeah. that brings peace because you're like, oh, here I am. And this is exactly where I am right this moment. Oh, Kristen, you're so fabulous. I adore you. I appreciate you so much taking the time to be here with us today for sharing so much, so generously, so powerfully. Thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you for everything that you're doing and putting your voice out into the world. It's your voice is so soothing. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you for that. <laughs> of course, it's true. Oh, adore you. Thank you. All right. Well, 
Everyone, thank you all for being here with us too. I sincerely hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and inspires you towards mastering your own subconscious beliefs along your journey of self-discovery too. And if you're maybe feeling called to walk alongside some new friends and some new community, I really hope to see you over in the Superpower Universe at one of the many, many, many awesome gatherings going on over there every week now. It's amazing. So be sure to check out superpowerexperts.com for all the info, as well as the access links to join in. And until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them into powerful service, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.